Sometimes we'll have goals and we'll be really tracking really well towards them and be in a negative headspace the whole time because your competition is not you. Mm -hmm. Your competition is somebody else, right? And so even when you're hitting PRs or even when you're hitting your monetary goals or even when you're hitting your personal goals, you're always upset about it because you're not doing enough. You're always losing to whatever the comparison is. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Mask Unity Podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Atlas. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Anwar Ahmed. And today, we got another episode coming to you. We're going to be reframing, redefining, maybe even reanalyzing completely the concept of you versus you and facing the man in the mirror. And what we want to do with this is we want to give you a bit of a life experience update with that. Both of us have had to face this big time in the last nine to 10 months. And I mean, we got even more coming, especially this guy. This guy's got a lot of you versus you man in the mirror type stuff coming in with some pretty exciting experiences. So we want to share that with you and open up the conversation to allow you as a listener to consider your own you versus you and how you walk through life navigating that challenge of maybe the internal external battle but before we do that you know what time it is we always start with a mood <laughs> listen the shameless plug here i have been i've legitimately been practicing singing like hands like no joke well, I am a singer, so I don't need to practice. No, 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 no. Don't play that game. No way. How was that? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Listen, listen, that reminds me. One time, the listeners don't know this. One time, you and I were driving downtown Toronto. And what song was it? We were playing, I think it was a Dermot Kennedy song, and we were both just, like, letting loose. It was um, Paradise. Paradise. Oh, nice. Good memory. You remember that? You remember that, that drive? I do. We love that song. Dermot Kennedy live, actually. Oh, disgusting good voices i was so jealous incredible incredible, incredible. guy that was guy he really good live look. amazing i think okay good. i think you really can feel his uh commitment to his lyrics and his emotion and um mm. i think he's a he's one of those people who's definitely a vulnerable singer you know he mm. like he, you can feel it in his voice you can feel the um intention in which he sings and so yeah it was definitely mm. and, and anything at budweiser stage if you've been to toronto it's just a it's, a it's a beautiful venue it's outdoors it's uh it was perfect it was uh yeah he can sing he can sing his ass off what's the first song that comes to your mind when you think of his name you can't use paradise glory mm. um, i don't actually think sadness. i've heard that song until you posted it on your story yeah i was pretty upset with myself there's a couple. There's definitely a couple good ones. I think Innocent and Glory. Um, mm. I think One Life comes to mind. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a. You got to be in a certain space though to mm-hmm. listen to Dermot Kennedy. Like it's different. It's funny. Like I was, I'm coming off of you know traveling and all of this stuff, and you know I know the times where I'm in my little Dermot Kennedy kind of bag, and when I'm singing and listening to that stuff, you know I picture more of like a rainy day, a cabin weekend, mm. a, a very intimate time, um, and so coming off of just like mad traveling and stuff like that it was interesting going to Dermot Kennedy because it brings you to a certain place you know yes, when you listen to that lyric so those th- that type of music and those lyrics so uh he's definitely on my uh on a specific playlist for me uh, at a specific Amen. time but uh, I for, for my answer first of all is, I don't know why but it's power over me 
that's yeah. the first song that comes to my mind but i think it's because it's some of them like the more catchier music that he's got um but that like whole album was like my saving grace for like a year in toronto post breakup like perfect dermot kennedy time just in my feels so much love music so much like meaning in all those songs and i spent so long listening to that album i swear it was on my was it spotify Wrapped list it was like my number one album that i had listened to yeah. it's an incredible album Oof. it's crazy how uh, how music can pull you through some some stuff you know Huge. whether it can motivate you to you know hitting your 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 pb in the gym or it can pull you through you know thoughts that you don't know how to express or mm -hmm. the way we attach to lyrics it's uh i think that music is one of those things that's very very powerful in this world in terms of like navigating where you're at either pulling you forward pulling you out of the mud like i think music mm -hmm. is so cool and to add to that i think that music is one of those things where it can actually bring you to a place like i know there's some songs that like will remind me of bali or some songs will mm. remind me of australia and like you Huge. know when i hear them i just remember like where i heard them first and where i like you know and i'm one of those people who i can put a song on repeat for like weeks so Same. it's like i really go back to that place because i'm in a place <laughs> and i've been listening to that song on repeat i'll uh, i'll remember it um there's yep. a song that specifically reminds me of being on the back of a of one of those mopeds in Bali because every time I got on it, I would just put it on and I would just you know, <laughs> just kind of you know it was one of those just like cruising kind of songs and so it's like yeah. I physically not only remember the city, I can remember the activity I was doing listening to mm. the song. So it's cool yep. how food and music can you know bring up spark up different memories. What song you got on repeat right now? Hmm, what song do I got? Actually, I'm very. Um, call me weird i'm off music right now for a little bit um, okay i've been listening to like a lot of like like motivational speeches in the in the gym uh, lately and it's been yeah. a, it's been a change i don't i've never done that before but i kind of ran flat on gym music and i was kind of mm. seeking something different and then on my spotify thing this uh this this kobe bryant you know outwork speech kind of came on and i i listened to it on the way into the gym and mm -hmm. I was going to switch to the music and I was like, you know what, what would it be like to have Kobe Bryant yelling in your ear for an hour and a half while you work out? <laughs> so I just put the speech on repeat and it's him yeah. talking about the adversity and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, and then it, it worked. I kind of was like vibing with it. I was like, you know what? I can't listen to Kobe every single day, but like, what about other people that speak, you know? And then right. um, ET came out and then I heard a Goggins one and I listened yeah. to it. And now I'm, and now I'm just in this like Spotify, like playlist where it's like all these different you know, motivational speech speakers from all these different areas. Um, yeah. You know, it's got that like somber music in the background and it has that like grittiness to it. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's almost, it feels like affirmations almost at, the, at this yeah. point. It's like, <laughs> it's like hype up music being like, like a morning Don't. YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it's been, I've been doing that for the last like two weeks, three weeks. So I haven't mm. really been listening to music, which is interesting because I'm like, if this works, you know, is this my thing? Is this, is this Honestly. what I do? Um, cause it's cool. I'll leave the gym. I'll be like fired up. I'll be I'll yeah. feel inspired. I'll feel motivated. And I, you know, I get back to, um, it's constantly listening to it's, it really is retracing all of that self-talk. It's almost like you're injecting so much positivity and so much you, you can do it energy, um, mm -hmm. that it bleeds to the rest of the day. So it's been cool. It's been a, it's been a weird experience. So I didn't know I, was, I didn't know I was going to share that. Cause I was like, I am still trialing it. I'm still like, okay, <laughs> see how this goes. How yeah. much can you take Goggins in your ear all day? But right now it's working. I did it. 
so I haven't done it for a workout. So it's fascinating to even consider the idea of doing it for a whole workout. Because in my head, I'm like, I don't want to think. I just want to do. So it's interesting to hear that it's worked for you because then it makes me want to go to the gym right now and try it. Uh, but I did it with a warm-up. I think it was, I was obviously listening to Tony Robbins. Like, come on, you have to. And it fired, it definitely fired me up. Like my whole, my whole, like, it wasn't just the workout that followed. It was literally right after, but I had switched to music, but it was just this like energy that came in and I loved it. The way that I, I, I think of that is it's like um, borrowing thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're borrowing the, uh, those thoughts. Even when you're listening to music, you're borrowing thoughts. So when I, what kind of thoughts do I feel like borrowing? I don't feel like, I don't feel like borrowing Dermot Kennedy's thoughts at this time. You know, <laughs> like it's not, right. I'm not in the mood to borrow those thoughts. I'd prefer to borrow Tony Robbins thoughts. Let me right. hear what his thoughts are. And, um, yeah, so that's actually why for me, like I've changed a lot of my music scene. Um, and the song I'm on repeat right now is Drake, Drake and Jay Huss's new song. Who told you? Yeah. Big is, fan. That, like that was that the song I was bob. banging before I got on the, yeah. before that's like a week old what do you mean before <laughs> i don't know that that's been out for a while no don't play yeah. me like that hold yeah, on go look it up my boy no way it's been out for at least a couple when weeks did who told you come out 2023 sick yeah that's awesome yeah um <laughs> yeah it's not gonna give you the day but no, no, no. This thing has not been out for a month. You're actually lying to me. May 25th? Yeah, exactly. I need to go back to bed, man. Yeah, you're one of those late bloomers, man. You see, you Jeez. know when it pops off. Okay, hold on. But this article says June 6th. It was teased. See, that feels more right for me. That feels more ago? right. I'm running with that. It's still 20 days. I don't care. <laughs> Man, get off, get off my ass. Get off my ass. What's your mood? Tell me your mood. We're doing a mood check here. We're going to do a music check. Come on. What's a mood check? Mood check, check, check. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm massively grateful and excited right now. Hmm. This is, um, by the time this comes out, the world will know that I got casted for the Amazing Race Canada. Let's go! Which is, um, uh, well, such a blessing what a what a cool experience what a cool journey um say it again one more time say it out loud one more time the amazing the amazing race canada season nine we'll see your boy anwar ahmed and uh, my really good friend ben chuda and uh yeah july 4th if you want to tune in july 4th <laughs> let's go um yeah man really exciting times i think that you know all the love uh that has has come because of that announcement is uh it's put me in a very uh, a very grateful place, you know. I just spent mm. the weekend in Montreal with like all my best friends um, for a bachelor. Uh, I had made the announcement a day before I went on that trip, so you know, getting all the getting all the the love and support from you know the online the online fam and all the people that are close to me, and then going to hang out with my close friends. It's it's a it's a very symbolic moment of just you know how grateful um, I am for the people that are around me and. Um, just the great for the opportunity that I got to experience with, with Ben on the show. Mm-hmm. And it's a one-on-one experience. It's uh, it's been, I had like my, my elementary school teacher make a post on Facebook about you know <laughs> me being on the show and my middle school post me and said that, you know, one of our students has made the amazing race. And it just, it just goes to show like how many different chapters of life that you've had and to have, you know, that kind of support from, you know, 
a teacher that taught me when I was seven years old. Yeah. You know, it just means a lot. You know, it means a lot that uh, there's been a lot of people who support my journey, support my story. Um, and it's just reassuring, you know, it's reassuring as a person to just, you know, keep doing what you believe in, keep, keep being a good person. Um, then yeah, so I'm super grateful right now and super excited about sharing the journey with the world, you know, sharing the journey with, it's been a hard secret to keep. I've told many, many lies, <laughs> um, <laughs> which wasn't so easy for me to, to lie to, you know, people's faces, uh, especially like, you know, my close family and friends, but the cat's out of the bag. Um, July 4th, the world will get to start the journey with us. Uh, and I'm excited to, you know, see people follow along. When you share that kind of experience and how much love that has been outpoured to you in words, like, I, I man, your comments section on your Instagram was disgusting. I literally thought that you were like, you were Drake. The amount of comments you got on that post was wild. <laughs> the first thought, literally, with your responses, there's almost 600 I'm looking in this moment. It's a lot of attention. Do you, <laughs> I was going to say the first thing that came to my mind when you were sharing the outpour that you're receiving is like, my first thought is overwhelmed. That's my first thought. Like that is a lot of not only attention, but love, like praise you like, and you got to take all that. Like you got to, you got to receive, well, you don't have to receive all of it, but you would like to, I don't even, can, can you, is it too much? Is it overwhelming? I mean, I think I'm getting way better at, you know, receiving compliments and, and, and actually wearing um, mm. love, you know, and accepting it. You know, I think that we, um, especially as men, I think that we do a weird thing of like rejecting love and support, especially when it's coming at yeah. you. Um, you're always yeah, yeah. so, and then this conversation leads quite well to it. It's like you're always so in a comparison headspace that even when you're getting attention, you're, you're, you're like, I want the other attention though. You know, you're mm. never where the attention is. You're never where the support is. You're never where the love is. You're always constantly yeah. trying to move on to the next thing. And so I think that yeah. this was a moment where. <laughs> I really wanted to be intentional and, 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 you know, get back to every single person. And, you know, the way I described it mm. is it felt like my birthday, like took steroids. Um, mm -hmm. and it was just the massive outpour. Um, and every single person, you know, I truly, truly mean it meant a lot if you reached out and, you know, showed love. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a, a, a like a resistance to accepting love and, you know, mm. you, little that little voice comes in your head is like do you deserve it and you know do you um yeah. are you worthy of this and you know what have you really done and you know like what what do you feel about yourself you know and that typically will lead you to how you accept the 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 love or the support like if you're happy with it then you're going to be a little bit more receptive to it but if you think mm -hmm. that you're not really you know, you're still doubting yourself. You're still insecure about stuff. You're still, you know, your self-confidence, even when you achieve good things, is still low. Um, you might not accept it, you know. And I, I put an example of like, you know, if you drop an album and you're not that happy about an album, for example, like you're not, you put it out there, but like you think that you could have done better or whatever the case may be. When the compliments from that album come in, you might not wear them as well because your opinion of how you think the album right. isn't great. Or if you had a bad game, you know, in sports and, you know, the fans come out and like, great game, good job. You might not wear that well because you think you played bad, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and then that's where the resistance comes from because you always think that, you know, you're going to remember that shot you missed in the first quarter or you're going to remember that that wide open goal that you could have had. But, you know, mm -hmm. you still score two goals, but we're so negative, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're built so negatively that you'll remember the worst thing that happened and that will that will ruin your ability to accept what you've uh, actually done, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to do my best to accept it all and, and wear it all. But uh, truly, I just want to make the people that, you know, support me and love me proud at the end of the day. And, you know, um, they're happy and they're proud of me. Then that puts a smile on my face.
I was laughing earlier because it reminds me of, we've done an episode on compliments and receiving before. And one of the examples we used was the gym where you got like a gym bro come up. It's like, oh, bro, yo, you're looking good, man. You're looking, you're looking tough. And you're like, just trying to keep up with you, bro. <laughs> and we instantly deflect it. We're like, no, nah, take it back. I don't want it. <laughs> um, it's hard to just say, thanks, man. And just end it. It's like kind of like this weird, like there's a tinge of selfishness, it feels like in there. And you're like, wait, aren't you supposed to give a compliment back if they give it to you? But like, you're not really saying thank you or fully receiving it. If you're just like, like, it's like a hot piece of coal, like take it back. I don't want this. Mm -hmm. Um, So it sounds like you're doing killer job. It sounds like it's really like sitting well with you. I'm trying, man. I'm really, I'm I'm really (laughs) trying. There's a lot, there's a lot of times where I felt like even responding to the message, you feel like you have to like give another compliment back. Like you have yeah. to say it, wear it and then share something back. And, um, and then you might be reaching for something and it doesn't feel like yeah. you're win. And you know, it's like, so it's, it's definitely something to navigate, but it's, Fair. uh, just the beginning actually. It is. It is just the beginning. So I got a lot of, I got a lot of, a lot of time to practice. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Oh, what all right. Mood check for me. Yeah, what's going on with you? What's new with you? Oh, check for me. I am... How am I? Damn. I'm a mixed bag right now. I'm a mixed bag. There is a lot going on, a lot of changes, some of which I'll talk about today. And just kind of trying to hold it all, really. That's just how I... Maybe I feel... I feel content with most of it. Um, and now I think what... I feel is the heat of the challenge of holding it all. A lot of change, a lot of difference, a lot of new. And it kind of feels like just like a really heavy bag right now. Like I'm just kind of, it's on my shoulders and I can do it, but I'm still noticing the weight of it. And so just trying to figure out, okay, so if I were to move it this way or maybe grab a different bag or put this down here and prioritize this here while I know that's still there, just like maneuver it all. I find that my brain is flooded very consistently throughout the day. And so just trying to prioritize everything as best as I can, structure my time and structure my thoughts. Like this hour, you're, it's okay to think about this, allow yourself to do so. But then the next hour, we're moving. We're changing direction. We're going to think about something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so prioritization, focus, um, things like that. So it's kind of a, like a weird contentness. I feel good about it all, but I'm very aware that it all exists. So it's not overwhelming me, which is nice. I feel very much in control of it all, but there's just a lot to it. I feel like I alluded to like 15 things there and left you on about 12 cliffhangers. Um, so <laughs> it's, it feeds into this conversation. So part of it is like there's going to be a career addition to my life coming up here that will completely change my day-to-day life. Um, there is a re- relational dynamics that are changing that um, are very eye-opening for me in regards to what I learned about myself And there is um, space changes. Like we're back in Calgary now. We're navigating this city. Um, We have brought back a dog. We got to navigate family again, friends again. Uh, We're going to adopt a cat here soon. And so adding more into the mix. And there's just a lot of steps. A lot of of steps, I think, is probably the appropriate language. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can resonate with that. A lot of moving parts. 
a lot Big of time. things to navigate, a lot of things to um, organize. And I think that, you know, those are the, those, those are the areas I think that a lot of people are, you know, they get scared of change. And they're, they're, this is exactly what they're worried about, right, is rocking the boat too much. And then you're all of a sudden, like, discombobulated and you got to work mm-hmm. through it and navigate it. And um, But I think we don't talk enough about the, the other side of that, you know, like when mm-hmm. you do navigate it successfully and you do work through it and you do figure it out. Um, there is a massive level of bliss that comes with that, and you you enter another level of uh, of right. your life and love your, of your understanding. So, um, I think that this is just a part of the flow. You know, this is yeah. what happens when you, you engage in change. Is change typically doesn't come with a com- it's not a comfortable ride. You know, mm-hmm. change change is is a guaranteed uncomfortable ride, um, and that's why I think they always say you need, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable if you want to grow. You know, and you want to want to you want to f- achieve a different level of life. Um, yeah. And so it's a good thing. And I like the analogy of like a rocking boat, like as if the rocking boat is going to sink or flip over when it's not, it's just about how you manage the boat. Like how, what, what pressure are you putting on what sides of the boat? I see myself standing on a little old rickety boat and some waves come in. And in order to withstand the waves, I got to shift my weight with every like up and down that kind of happens there. And uh, I think that there's like, there's power to mastering the stillness of the waters, but there's also more, I think, balance that comes from managing the waves that are kind of drifting underneath you. So that's kind of where I feel like I'm at. There's a bunch of waves and I'm just shifting my weight and then I'm shifting it again. And that's that like prioritization, manage, personal management kind of process that is I'm learning. I'm learning how to do. So it leads actually me into this conversation today, which is uh, the concept of you versus you. We've done an episode on this way back in our early days, and a lot's changed. And I think a lot our perspectives, I would say, have probably changed in regards to what facing the man in the mirror looks like, how we approach ourselves when we look at ourselves, what our self-image has changed, how that's changed, that perspective, and what it just means to have that battle or war or competitiveness maybe if you want to call it that when it comes to you versus you facing you versus you so when i say that when i i know you've done some work around this when i say to you um how is you versus you going what does it even mean to you to have that navigate that thing to navigate in your in your life that you versus you idea you know the thing that comes to me uh, when i think about you versus you is it's just a mentality, you know, I think that it is the anchor in which you can set your mentality to and everything else kind of works off of that. You know, I think that you versus you stands for truly a, a way of living and a mentality about going about life, especially in today's world where we're overwhelmed by the amount of comparison that we need to, to work through. You know, you're constantly comparing yourself with other, even going back to that compliment thing. The reason why mm-hmm. you can't accept the compliment is that somebody else has done something better than you and therefore you don't care. You're not, you're not going to like celebrate your win, right? Mm-hmm. You might be like, I might sit here being like, oh, I'm on the, I was on the amazing race and I'm not feeling good about that because I know somebody who's been on a bigger show, who's mm-hmm. getting more clout, who's getting more attention, right? And it's, this is the whole problem with this uh, idea of comparison, right? They say comparison is a thief of joy. I know that, and you know, a lot of people have heard that over and over again, but I don't think that they understand the opposite of that, right? If comparison is a thief of joy, then the game is really you versus you, right? And if the game is versus mm-hmm. you versus you, then all you need to do is be better than yourself yesterday, 
to to actually mm-hmm. celebrate something, you know, which I think it brings the wins a lot closer to you. Um, versus is that who you would say is the you versus you? Because that's what I literally was just thinking about now. I'm like, okay, what? Who am I facing? Like, what is the you that I'm talking about that is against the other you? Do you see it as today's versus yesterday's version of you? I think a lot of yeah, I think so. I think that's how I would describe it. Is the 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 you and the you know the you versus you the versus you is the future view you know the one that you're mm. trying to create you know and it's how close are you who, who's the who's winning the battle of that you know mm. there is all these goals you have there's all of these things that you want to do in your life there's all of these whether it's a, a personality trait that you're trying to develop and enhance or uh, whether it's something that you're trying to acquire in your life it be a skill or it be mm-hmm. um friendships or family or whatever the case may be how are you doing in that game you know Mm -hmm. and how are you rewarding that employee for achieving one or two of these goals that you've set out uh Mm -hmm. you know and i think that a lot of times if you're let's say new to a company and you're in sales if you close the thousand dollar deal that is that you won that you versus you battle you had zero mm. deals before now you close a thousand dollar deals mm-hmm. but what we do is we replace the other you with your employees right and then mm, now yeah now it's my thousand dollar deal isn't shit because someone closed a ten thousand dollar deal you know right. i'm still nothing right versus living in a place of if you're constantly keeping score of what the game is between you and you you're always you have a better chance of having something good to talk about you know mm-hmm. and i think that Really what you versus you does is that if you, let's say, get up and go to the gym today and that was your goal and you go to the gym and you come home and you're really focused on the you versus you, then your ability to stay in the positive headspace is way higher because what Mm -hmm. do you have to be mad about today? You accomplished your goal. You went and you did your thing. So when someone asks you, how was your day today? The answer should probably be, well, according to my checklist and my goals, great. Mm-hmm. Set one, I hit it. I did my next thing. I did it. You know, the 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 you versus you today in my example is great. I'm 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 doing really well, right? But sometimes we'll have goals and we'll be really tracking really well towards them and be in a negative headspace the whole time because your competition is not you. Mm-hmm. Your competition is somebody else, right? And so even when you're hitting PRs or even when you're hitting your monetary goals or even when you're hitting your personal goals, you're always upset about it because you're right. not doing enough. You're always losing to whatever the comparison is you know so right. i think that it's a it's a mentality it's a way of being able to get inside your internal war in, the, in the, your internal world and start you know competing in that battle uh, and the beauty part about that battle is that you set the pace you know mm-hmm. you set the pace you set the goals you set everything versus yep. what we do on social media it's like sometimes our goals aren't even our own goals they're just we're chasing nobody we're chasing a ghost and we're yeah. miserable because of it you know, and so and I just like passing thoughts almost like I see somebody's stuff and I'm like, that would be great. So then I don't, but I don't have that. And all of a sudden we haven't even set a goal yet. We've just had the desire. And now because we don't have it, the comparison kicks our butt. And now it's like, we're losing the battle just in that moment, that small hit. 100%, 100%. What is, um, what comes up for you in this, uh, in this idea of you versus you? Um, I don't know. I, I think I just, uh, the language that came to me when you said it was, um, it's kind of like, it's like moment to moment where I face um, the battle of who I want to be and who I've kind of always been, or like who I want to become and who I've always been. So that kind of like interdisciplinary battle between myself. So like a past version of me would not speak up in this moment versus the person I'm thinking about in this and who I want to become and who I want to be um, would speak up. 
So how, what's the tension there? And what am I taking from that? How do I be that person? What is it required? What is required of me to speak up in that moment and say my opinion or my perspective? Like, what does that mean to do that? Cause past version of me doesn't know that. So I feel like there's that push and pull. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, when I, I think of like me versus me. Um, and then I was thinking of, uh, video games, actually, I was thinking of video games, I was thinking of playing Super Mario, and you're going through the levels, and how quick, how easily it is to blame the game. As if the game is the reason you're not passing the levels. But the game is just set up the way that it is, you're the one who's performing in the game. So if I fail at the same level 12 times, it's not because the game sucks. It's because I haven't figured out how to maneuver my hands on this controller in a specific way. And so that's what I need to face is me. I need to turn around and say, okay, I need to watch my controller almost and say, okay, here my hand moves here. Oh, I failed there. Oh, okay. So then my hand needs to go here. And like that small little shift to get past that version of me that couldn't pass the level or even that section of the level. So that's what came to my mind. I don't know why Super Mario. I haven't played that game in years, but here we are. I mean, it's a great, it's a great comparison. I think often life is like, it's a video game, right? There's the game, you're the character, and there's levels, you know, mm -hmm. and based on your ability to acquire, self-reflect, have self-awareness, you know, you can navigate the levels accordingly. You know, when we mm -hmm. see people at different levels in life, they've, they've mastered something about themselves that has allowed them to get to the next level. And sometimes they say that experiences, you know, repeat themselves over and over again because it's, it's a test that's keeps, that you keep failing. You know, mm -hmm. and so until you figure out how to pass the test, like, you know, to, to, to echo your, your video game, uh, experience and uh, example, that's exactly why you're still at that level, right? Is you mm -hmm. haven't changed your mindset. You haven't changed who you are. I've said on this podcast tons of times, I think that I hit a wall in my life where the skills that I had and what I thought, you know, was the way to win the game had hit a ceiling and I knew mm -hmm. I had to become something different to hit another level. Like I could physically right. feel it. Like I've topped out at like my current skill set, you know, mm -hmm. and when you hit that wall, you got to realize for yourself, it's like, okay, cool. I need to either. And it's not that like your skill, for example, at a sport, if you are, you know, let's take, you know, a single skill level, like let's say dribbling or whether it's uh, dribbling in soccer or dribbling in, in basketball, or let's say throwing a football or, you know, hitting a tennis racket. Let's take a one individual skill. That skill, if not practiced, doesn't evolve, right? So you right. could be a great public speaker. You could be a, you know, a charismatic person, but if you've stopped learning how to continue to be charismatic or level up your mm -hmm. personal speaking abilities, then you're at grade one with that, yeah. but you're at grade 10 in life. Right. So right. it's not that that skill isn't useful and it's not that you don't right. have it. It's not a, it's not that it's not a strength of yours, but you haven't anything to enhance that skill. And therefore right. that skill at that level will only ever be level one, you know, but if you, if you identify that skill and you start pouring more resources into it and you start learning more about it and you start, you know, understanding that that is a strength of mine and I need to like develop it and sharpen it a lot more so I can continue to navigate some of these levels. That's what I mean by, I feel like I hit a ceiling and I haven't like I hit a ceiling with the skills that I had at the level that, that I had them. Not that I need mm -hmm. new skills. I just need to probably identify the ones that I'm good at and then start pouring a lot more resources into it so I can level up. I can get to the yeah. next level of that, you know. So if one con considers yourself a, a great communicator, well, you might be a great communicator at a grade five level, but mm -hmm. you are you are going up against the monster at the grade 10 level right now. And so you right. feel like 
I can't get there. And that has nothing to do with you being a bad communicator. It just has everything to do with you need to do more drills in communication. You know, yep. you, need to, you need to pour more into that. So what does that look like? Maybe that means a Toastmasters. Maybe that right. means, you know, putting yourself in, like, situations where you're constantly hearing how many ums and ahs that you have. Or uh, maybe taking maybe, – maybe going on the writing side of things. Like, okay, I'm a great speaker like with words, but maybe I need more vocabulary. Maybe I need to read more. Maybe I need to do this. And then you'll see that because you already have a natural skill set there, that when you take on drills and when you actively try to enhance that, that tool, sharpen that tool, you'll achieve a lot more, you know, and yeah. it has nothing to do with you getting a new skill. It's just you paying attention to the ones that you have and, and understanding that you're at a different level of life. And at that level, there needs to be more, you know, there right. needs to be more of that skill. Um, that's, that's for me actually where the, the, co- comparison comes in handy because you know there's so many conversations being had in the entrepreneurial world and the business world that say uh, tony robbins is a huge fan of the statement it's something along the lines of like find who's already doing what you what you want to do and do that like do what they do to get there and so part of that comes from comparing your current state to their state right so kind of like comparing your step one to their step 1000 as if they should be the same but where i think there's power is in utilizing, let's say, um, the, the example that came to me was I always wanted to be a professional soccer player my whole life, right? I grew up 12, 12 years old, played soccer all the way up until I was 18, had a scholarship to university. I love the sport. But what happened was I had talent, but it wasn't something that I developed to be greatness. It was great. It wasn't greatness. I see a big difference in my own head. So I didn't develop that as a continued skill. I continued to play. I practiced. I did all the text and all that stuff. But I didn't know what kind of caliber of player I needed to be to be professional. Because in this city at the time, there wasn't anything that I had to compare to. I could see the the players on TV. I obviously know what they're doing on the pitch. But I don't know what it means to do that on my pitch, on my field. So I didn't have that ability to really compare, like, what does it look like to shoot like this? How what does it look like to do this move? How do I um, engage myself in more skills to be able to get to that level? What does it even mean to get to that level? I didn't have that comparison. And so I lacked a huge amount of skill to get there. And sure enough, looking back on my history, I was a great player, but I, I know I wasn't good enough. I know I wasn't good enough to play pro. And so if I had had that contrast, like let's say I lived in the UK and I was playing amongst all of the European players, I would have at least an understanding of where and how and what it looked like and um, maybe the even the connections you could call it. But um, why I'm pointing that out is because it came up for me when you started to talk about that talent and that skill, that grade five level versus that grade 10 and how... Um, if a grade five or wanted to read to the level of a grade 10, he would need to know what that would look like. He would need that comparison. But can I use that as fuel for my own development rather than like a detriment to my development? So if a UK player came in and smoked me and just dominated and I was clearly not as great of a player as he was, can I simply see the skills that he has and say, my next step is to gain those skills? Not my next step is to be him or to be as good as him. It's just to develop this skill and then that skill. And then you, you can, so that way the comparison isn't like a detriment, like I said, to my development. Um, it's more of a driver, but it's not person to person. It's just, I didn't even know you could do that skill. I want to learn that skill for me. That would be the new you that I am facing. Absolutely. 
I think that I 100 percent wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. I think the nuance there um, that's 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 different is it's great to use comparison to set a goal. It's not great to use comparison to report on how you're doing. Mm. Right. Because when you're creating a you, it's you got to be able to visualize something that's outside of you, something greater than you, something, you know, this is where the dream big comes into play, right? Yep. Take your skill level at the smallest level and expand it to the best person at it in the world. What does that look like? If you took the word, like if you took your communication skills and took it to the, 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 the furthest you could, what does that look like? If mm-hmm. you took your team building abilities and took it to the furthest level, what does that look like? These are great ways to expand the human brain and think about something way bigger than you, you know? And I think in life, when you're chasing something that's way bigger than you, it's a great driver, you know? But it starts to play against you the second you start reporting your your growth against the greatest version of what you're trying to achieve because that mm-hmm. makes absolutely no sense. That person is the greatest person to do that, you know. So imagine every single day you go into, you know, you you want to be let's say you want to host a talk show and you want to be Oprah Winfrey, right? Mm-hmm. But every single day that you go on with your little podcast and you get 100 views, you're so far from Oprah Winfrey that it just it, it will cripple you, you know. Right. But if you're like we had 100 listeners and then we had 105 listeners and then we had 110 listeners, well guess what? You're tracking. That's called going yeah. forward. You know, it's not, it has nothing like let Oprah inspire you to be the biggest version of that, but set mm-hmm. it and forget it. Now, when you're reporting week by week a performance review, it's you versus you, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the mentality of constantly competing with yourself until you almost get to an Oprah Winfrey level or you get to a, um, you know, Michael Jordan level or you get to a Jay Shetty level or, you know, a Lewis mm-hmm. House or, you know, whatever that thing is you're trying to project and you're trying to achieve. Set it visualize what that would look like and then let the you versus you be the driver every single day to get that job done that's mm-hmm. what i think the the small nuance and difference is there yep i agree i love the addition and you know me i love a nuance throw me in the middle that's my favorite place to be <laughs> um but let's let's keep it simple um you and i have had a lot of examples come up over the last nine months to a year of what it has meant to be in a position of facing ourselves in the you versus you dynamic having to look in the mirror having to say the hard things having to do the hard things Um, when you think about the last year and you think about the times where you have had to face you what has stood out as the most let's use the word unique experience of that over the last year I mean, I feel like I can think of 12 for you, so I'm intrigued to know which one you think of. Yeah, I think when, you, when I think about, you know, the you versus you conversation, um, it's not a single experience that comes to mind. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it's what comes to mind for me is the converting of myself talk in the last five years, you know? Okay, elaborate. And what I mean by that is, for me, the you versus you, though I've identified it one way, the other version, another way I identify it as well is what is my self-talk? Because the self-talk voice is me, right? Mm. So it's me versus me, technically, right? But it's, 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 it's for a long time that game has been, I've been losing that game. Mm. You know, I've been losing the battle in that game. And for me, I think that over the most unique experience and the most, you know, 
enlightening and, and, and thing that I'm the most proud of is how I've shifted that conversation over the years mm. by competing against that voice. You know, I think first it was accepting that that voice is there and knowing that that voice is still me. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm in control of the narrative. At the end of the day, I, I control the score. You know, I can I can change. That voice is just reporting on what's actively happening. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, you haven't done this. Might be true. You haven't done this. It might not oh, be true. Yeah. But then it tells you, report. it tells you all these things that, you know, are probably not true. But because you feel so shitty about all these other things that you're doing, that you're just going to absorb those things as to be as to be true too, mm-hmm. um, and it starts playing with you a little bit. And I think that for me, I've worked super hard in the last couple of years to flip the switch, you know. Um, and I view it as like if we're actually viewing a game here, like you playing versus that other person. It's like that person is me, but it's the negative version of me, and I've been fueling the mm. you know the positive side of me to to really compete and show up, you know, and and and, and win one game. And then go see. I told you you're not that. You know, I told you you were good. And then you win another mm-hmm. game, and you win another game, and you win another game. And then now that conversation, you start that other voice, that negative self talk, starts losing hope because it's going mm-hmm. down. This person's good. You know, maybe you're not <laughs> as bad as you think. Um, right. Maybe you shouldn't have to doubt yourself. Maybe you know you do have self confidence. Maybe you are you know who you think you are. Uh, and so for me, I've done that through just 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 proving to myself. You know, within um, my decision making within um my belief in myself you know constantly trying to trying to be on the team of the positive side of me versus you know i get to choose what side of the fence i'm on at the end of the Mm -hmm. day you know you have negative self-talk you have positive self-talk and Mm -hmm. you as the person in the body get to choose what side you support or what side you cheer for i think i was cheering for the wrong team for a while because i believed Mm. i believed what the wrong team was saying you know, but I've switched sides. I'm on the I'm on the other side of the the, <laughs> the stands now, and I think that that team is doing a lot better. And I think that the most unique experience for me is like what I've been able to achieve by cheering on the positive side of me. You know, uh, I think that there's been a lot of you know things that have manifested in my life. Um, you know, over the course of the last six months, like you know, going from quitting my job in September to you know being on the Amazing Race in July. I think that that turnaround mentally for me that that flip on its head that switch um as i started believing in you know more about what i could do and who i could be um the world i felt like the universe was starting to reciprocate the energy you know and i mm-hmm. think that i was able to attract more things you know i was able to bring in more positive energy and more positive light um and then once you you know once the score is so big it's like your negative self-talk has less things to pull out like what are you going to say you know, it has, it's struggling right now to say something negative because there's mm-hmm. so much positive going on that it's like, right. what are you going to say that I'm going to believe? I have so many facts in this case to prove that that's not true, you right. know, cause and I think that that's what I'm trying to do a lot better of is listening to the truth. You know, the truth is, is that, you know, um, I, I'm doing interesting things. I'm, I'm, I'm achieving some of my goals that I've aimed out to achieve that my surroundings believe in me that, you know, I have a support system. Like there's a lot of things that it's hard to go against right now. And I think yeah. that overwhelming positivity is really, really helped. And I think that's been the most unique battle that I've, the most unique experience that I've had. Cause I've literally seen it spin on a dime and I've seen my results spin on a dime as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Huge. that internal battle has been, uh, has been great. Huge. I love that example because I think it encompasses it everything. Like I'm looking through my notes for this episode and the examples I have. And in my interpretation of them all, I, I hear that exact response of like the entire process was really about my mind management. 
and the thoughts that came in and navigating what they were, what they were saying, why they were saying it, what they were reporting on, love that language, um, what kind of possibilities they were embracing, and also all of the ways in which they weren't, all the things they weren't embracing. For me, it's similar in the sense that there was a lot of negative possibility being presented and there wasn't any positive possibility. So what's going on here? There's like a missing link. And so for, when I think about this you versus you man in the mirror thing, I do think mostly about thoughts because that's usually what I'm facing. I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm facing much more. If I'm in an argument with my partner, what am I facing in that moment? And based on my response, I'm facing my thoughts. And I'm, I'm facing my sensations that come with my thoughts. That is true too. But I'm, I, I still have to remain as much as I, as often as I can in the position of saying, like, I get to still choose. No matter what those thoughts are, they come in, they're involuntary, I get to choose new ones. And can, how frequently can I do that? It's kind of like, um, it's like building a new habit, but also replacing an old one. It's like if every morning you had a coffee for 20 years and I asked you to stop having coffee, It'd be, it'd be one of the hardest things you ever do. You'd reach for the coffee without even thinking about it. That's kind of like our negativity bias. It just lives with us. And so if it's continuous for our whole lives, I ask you to start thinking in a different way, more positive possibility. You're going to look at me like I'm a nutcase. I want my coffee. Don't tell me I can't have my coffee. So I love the example and I love that you have noticed such a drastic change in your life. And I want to, uh, I'm just doubling down on it because I can sense the people out there that are like, that's toxic positivity. And I'm like, sure, li live your best with that, with that narrative. But the, it really, for me, comes down to a choice of how effectively you want to experience the things in front of you. And you get to decide that. I don't, I don't even use the word positive or negative anymore. I just use effective. It's just not effective for me to think that way. It's not effective in achieving the results I want. So I change it. And that's more effective for me. And it's just, um, I, I just, I love, I'm very passionate about it. I love it. It's very, very much involved with my work that I do with my clients. So I appreciate the example big time. I couldn't have added a better word. I think that that almost eliminates all, you know, toxic positivity conversations in my opinion, you know, because if you just, it's just not effective. It's not an it's not an effective way to think, right? It's like it could be true, it could not be true. We can argue those semantics if we sure. want. But is it effective? And I think that when you phrase something as effective, it puts you in the the idea of yeah, it's probably not effective to think this way, right? And then that, <laughs> right. Let, let's let's build from there, you know. And I right. think that that I think that so many of us argue whether it's. Um, you know, and you never want to put because some, you know, I know that these thoughts are, are real and I know that they're overwhelming and I know that, you know, it's your you believe them to be true because sometimes these negative thoughts pull on real things. You know, they pull on real like, yeah, you don't have a girlfriend. You just broke up with that person. Cool. Right. You don't have a job. You just got fired. Cool. Those are probably real statements coming from your, you know, your self-talk. But your self-talk is cheeky. You know, it takes two yeah. real ones and then throws in four like ones that aren't true, you know. That, yeah. <laughs> and then you believe the whole thing to be true because there's a couple truths in there, you know, and then you started embodying that. And um, and I know that you can go down that rabbit hole. I've been there many times. Yeah. However, when you phrase it in the language of is that effective, whether you believe it or not, is it effective to continue to move down that path? I mean, that gives you the real answer that you need in terms of making a change and, yeah. and, and pursuing something different. Um, 
you know, and when you work, when you start working through that, I think that, you know, positive things happen. So I love that language. I think that um, effective thinking, you know, effective perspective of yourself mm-hmm. is that an effective view, self view. Um, right. Cause if it isn't, then that leads to the, the next step, which I think is uh, growth and, and trying to change something about it. Yeah. It's like if you're working at a job and you do something and you notice it's ineffective, then you just try a different approach. Right? You don't keep doing the ineffective approach. It's not, it's hurting the business. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So it's the same way with my thoughts. So it kind of, it leads me into some of the examples that I have around how I've had to face myself in the last year or so. And, um, to quick Coles notes, I'll, I'll use one of these examples, but one of them was I grew up my hair or rather rephrased. I tried to grow out my hair. Uh, I changed my name. I traveled to a foreign country for the first time. Um, I started to incorporate play into my life, whatever the hell that meant for my whole life. Um, and for me, the one that's most unique was changing my name to answer the question. Changing my name was the most unique you versus you battle because it is literally me. Like it's literally an identity of me facing a new identity and vice versa. And I've talked about it a lot, so you can go back to one of the previous episodes and hear a little bit more about my motives around why I changed my name. But what was, I think, the hardest part about navigating that was, I think, the the judgment that I did fear from other people, which kind of really led to a lack of acceptance. I was worried that I wouldn't be accepted if I made this kind of decision. And that came probably as a projection of my own struggles with like accepting this kind of change is very surprising, very unique, very different. It's not common. It's, you know, it's, it's new age, if you will, very new age. And so I was worried about not being accepted. And that asked me so intensely to like do just boatloads of work with myself all the time. Like you're safe, you're loved. Your name is not who you are or things that I would say, like, it's just, it's a representation of words in this world. It's not your value. It's not your worth. Like you as a character don't necessarily change unless if you want to add new characteristics, like you're not a bad person, all of these things I had to remind myself over and over and over again. And that's why I said, when you spoke about the thought part, it literally is, was just that no one said what a stupid decision. No one said like, that's terrible. No one said any of the things that I was really fearful of them saying. And that's, that's really it, isn't it? Like how often people aren't judging you as much as you think they are. So with that change, I was really worried and maybe they are, maybe they're not. Um, but what do I know to be true is that this decision feels right for me and it's a decision that I like and it feels like it incorporates who I want to become. So I'm literally in the transition of like, what does it mean to represent the new me in contrast with the old me, you versus you. Um, So that was the most unique. uh, But I think the most rewarding part about it all was that um, I feel aligned with who I am, how it represents me, and how I show up maybe now differently if I do because of this evolved version. It's like a literally a a physical representation or maybe a mental representation of change. Like here's my new name. This is now who I am now. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to, I guess, ask is what do you think was your biggest concern 
in regards to changing your name? Like, what were the thoughts that you were pondering when it came to, like, what was the fear like? What was the, what was the uncertainty like? And, and who did you consider when you, were, when you were thinking about those things? Good question. Um, my biggest fear was... I think I would double down on the like the that fear of judgment, but being judged as somebody who doesn't make rash decisions or clear decisions or sensible decisions. Uh, I think I, I pursued the idea of being a sensible person, a very logical person, someone who made decisions that would just make sense, but also that would make sense to everyone. And you wouldn't really be able to counter the decisions that I'm making because they just make sense. And while that had a lot of power in my life, it got me a lot of great things in life. What it didn't get me was much of a life that was really true to me. It was an inauthentic almost representation. So I didn't even know what could have been authentic because my decision had to make sense. It had to be logical. It had to not be against the grain for the most part. It really had to be with the most common grain possible so that if you were anti or really for, you could understand why I'm in the middle. It would just make sense. So when I did that, it was like a whole shift of how I felt I was going to be perceived, which was somebody who's no longer sensible, no longer logical, someone who doesn't make sense. Um, and that means that I would be potentially rejected or people wouldn't want to be friends with me or they think they couldn't rely on me. The trail goes down and the biggest group or the people that I was most worried about was naturally my family because I mean, that's the origination of my name, right? It came from that source. So that was my biggest fear and my fears came true in some, to some capacity. Uh, so they weren't unwarranted fears. Um, but a lot of it was a lot better than I had anticipated a lot more welcoming, a lot more open and willing and curious, which was huge for me huge for me and it really helped me commit to this decision fully and stick with it um, that kind of reinforcement was was very very powerful for me but even with all that reciprocation that positive reinforcement that i got like I said, it was kind of mingled in with some not so favorable experiences. And so for me, what was most important was not really getting the positive reinforcement, although that was important. What I, what I really did my best to stand true in was that I'm the one who's going to live with this identity. I'm the one who's going to live with the choices that I'm making. It's, it's me that has to experience that. And if I rely on them, to be okay with it, that I'm, then I'll, I would just stay the same. I wouldn't face myself. I wouldn't do that work. I wouldn't grow. I wouldn't make any changes at all. I would just stay the same my whole life. And uh, I couldn't do that. And so it kind of brings us to the closing chapter of this conversation, which is, you know, why do you, why do you think it's important to keep facing yourself? Why do you think it's important to have that you versus you battle even though it can disrupt the peace or cause turbulence or conflict or um, like you, you've said so, so beautifully, it's just like going against the grain. Like 
even though that's all included, like why keep doing it? Why, why take on the challenge? Why step towards the fire? Um, and I think I kind of, for me, I'll let you answer um, in a moment, but for me, I think I just kind of got to that answer just now, which is that I have to live with that. And so if I have, if there's something going on in my personal experience that I don't like, that I'm not enjoying, that I don't see the alignment, it doesn't really fit, then I can change that. And it's important for me to change that. Because if I don't, then, I mean, the only really person that's suffering at that point is me. I'm the one who's struggling. And going back to prior language, it's just incredibly ineffective to stay in that position because it doesn't offer me the result I want, which is to feel good about who I am, to feel aligned in the decisions that I'm making, and to just, I don't know, enjoy the direction of my life, enjoy where I'm at. So if I'm not there, then I need to make those changes. And with, with that comes the challenge of facing myself because there's a lot of influence that comes in, past conditioning, past whatever, upbringings, you know, society, like all it comes in, right? And so to go through that fire and kind of like Phoenix rising through the ashes image in my head every time is so much more worth it. Um, so that's why for me, I, I, I feel like I do it every day. Every day I have a mini battle of some sort, at least once. Um, and I like it. I enjoy it because I know I'm growing. I know I'm, I know I'm evolving. And um, I think that that is important to me as a human being. So that's kind of, that's kind of my wrap up, uh, long-winded experience of unique experience and getting into the final question. But for you, I know that you do this too. We're similar in this way. And it's like, we're, we're constant, like what's next, you know, like uh, there's, there's different ways I could face myself. There's different opportunities for growth. Oh, that happened. I wonder what I could learn from it. Like we're constantly doing it. Um, what keeps you continuing to step towards the fire? I mean, I love that you phrase it continuing to step towards the fire. I think I, lo I love that. I love that type of visual because oftentimes it does feel like that, you know, and, and the hot. advice, it's hot <laughs> and the advice is often don't step towards it, right? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that? Everyone else, we're all, we're all over here. You know, yeah. you look alone trying don't to- Don't burn yourself. Up, Careful. Don't burn yourself, um, you know, and often and when you get older and you have enough experiences you realize that all that is just limited language on their end too right you'll burn yourself it's that's what you think is going to happen mm -hmm. you know um but i think i want to piggyback what you said towards the end there like to me what it is is really about the growth and not limiting that mm -hmm. you know i think that every time i make a decision based on somebody else like i'm i'm stunting my ability to grow i'm stunting my ability to learn something or challenge myself for good or for bad you know mm -hmm. i think that one of the things in this world that we lack now is because the world has so much information and because the world has so much, let's say community, whether it be online or whatever, you don't have to go through the, the pain and the trial and tribulation of finding your group as much anymore, you know? And I think that that's, that actually does a disservice because a lot, you can discover so much about what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge part of the discovery process, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and we talk about the word vibe all the time, right? Everyone's <laughs> always like, that's a vibe, that's a vibe, that's a vibe a lot of my growth has come from being in a vibe that I don't like, but yes. learning that I don't like the vibe. Learning you know, that like, it is not in fact a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Knowing that like to me to get to a space in your life where you're in a, a vibe that you're like, this is a vibe for me is because I've sat in enough things that weren't a vibe for me. 
I had to learn the hard way that now I can identify that that's a vibe, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that in a lot of ways, finding out what doesn't work for you or what doesn't make you tick is a huge advantage in getting closer to yourself mm -hmm. um, and that you shouldn't shy away from that. And I think that managing other people's fears or opinions or thought processes about what you want to do with your life is 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 shying yourself away from the possibility of learning whether that was a vibe for you or whether whether it wasn't a vibe because now you've just kind of decided it by committee mm -hmm. and you didn't actually get to experience it yep. so i believe in failing forward i believe in failing by yourself failing with your thoughts your ideas i love that and then lastly i think it's just the comparison is a thief of joy that's why i'm so committed to you versus you you know mm -hmm. i'm okay with comparing myself to myself right like that's fine we can mm -hmm. live with that and and there is there is times where you have to get over an old version of yourself. Like you got to let your ego yeah. go. Like you're not that guy anymore. You know, your, your, your trajectory is a different guy. Yep. You're not that guy anymore, you know, but I think that, that at least that competition to me seems healthy. The internal battle, you know, all of that is healthy competition within yourself. I think when you get to, I watched a video on TikTok the other day, actually, where this, this guy was doing shoulder press in the gym and um, his gym partner or his friend, she was a woman, she was spotting him. And so he grabs the weights. He's got it on his lap. He's about to lift them up. And uh, she gives she gives him a, a little bit of a big up. She bigs him up a little bit. She's like, ooh, those are those are heavy 70s. Nice. And he and his response was, these aren't that heavy. And she was like, no, those are pretty heavy. And he was just like, nah, these aren't that heavy. And she was like, he's like, and he said something along the lines of he'd like other people lift heavier or something like that, mm. you know? And, and she just kind of was like, Hey man, if you're going to live your life every time, just making yourself feel small because someone else can lift something heavier, you're like, you're never going to feel accomplished mm. ever. If you can't just admire the seventies that you're lifting right now and it, it's heavy, that is heavy for the majority of people. That's a, that's a very heavy weight, but you can't appreciate that because you're not, you're not doing you versus you right now. You're doing you versus everyone else. Mm -hmm. And when you're playing the you versus everyone else game, you're stealing your own joy. You know, you're stealing your own joy because he could have gone from 60 to 70 that week. And instead of seeing the 10 pound increase, he's seeing how the 40 pound that he's behind. And that's where you start to lose. You know, I think that's where you start to lose big time. So I think that's another reason why I'm so committed to the you versus you. And uh, I love the idea of competing with yourself. I love the idea of, you know, getting out of the mud of everybody else and just playing in your own sandbox mm. and uh, seeing what you can create, you know, and challenging that every single day. Um, you're going to find that there's a lot more to discover and there's a lot more authenticity and less regret that comes with living that way. I don't think there's anything more to say that for me, if I didn't believe in you versus you before that statement, that mm -hmm. sentence, then I do now. I do now. That was eloquent. That's the word. You're welcome. I just came, that came to my mind. I was eloquent and I'll I think it that. wraps up this space beautifully. So um, that's the end of the episode for today. Uh, appreciate you all listening and we hope you enjoyed this. We hope that uh, it sparked a new perspective towards what it means and what it looks like to take on growth and the importance of the battle, the, the challenge of you versus you and, and how well it can go and how much opportunity it can provide you. So um, we'd love to know what you thought about this episode. So please comment it. If you listen on Spotify, you can actually comment under this episode. So please do so. Otherwise, let us know on Instagram or YouTube. Don't forget to follow and subscribe there. Uh, and don't, oh, 
Don't forget to follow on Spotify. That is how we reach more people. So thank you so much for listening. Y'all are the best. Happy you versus youing, or maybe challenging you versus youing, whatever comes up for you. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Masculinity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to join us next week as we put out content every single Wednesday. Our goal with this platform is to create a community to support men on their journey of becoming conscious kings. And in saying so, if you took any value out of this episode or previous episodes, please share, download, subscribe. And if you're feeling really up to it, go ahead and leave a review. You can follow us at Modern Masculinity. Remember that it's with a K, not a C, to represent the mask that we wear. And like always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week.